0: To another edition of Are You Not Entertained? This week it's Goal on Goal with my main man Roger Mitchell over there in the lake. Roger, are you there? Hello,
1: I'm, I'm there. Where are you? Are you in South Carolina?
0: I am in South Carolina, absolutely reveling.
1: I saw you. I saw in, uh, you posting some amazing uh, pictures. Oh, mate, it's just a beautiful place. It has
0: been spectacular. The weather is—it is, it just couldn't be better. It's just perfect weather right now. Unfortunately, I've been indoors most of the day working i've been going out for my walk at sunrise which has been beautiful and then spend the rest of the day inside looking out which hopefully will
1: change if i can get finished all the stuff i've got to do but we shall see how's the lake lake is good uh it was a lovely day today i managed to get in 12 holes um you know after uh, you know my work day is that you know when australia it gets up I'm, I'm going there early in the morning and then you know when california kicks in so i've usually got about two hours you know between 11 and 1 i usually try and get nine holes in I and did boy. that today. It was a lovely day.
0: Inspired, no doubt, by one of the topics that we'll, I guarantee, be talking about at some point in the next hour. I, I
1: guess. I um, guess. I suppose so.
0: Well, look, Rog, goal on goal. Uh, why don't I let you go first? Crossing my fingers that you don't choose uh, what I want to talk no,
1: about. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave your stuff. I, I kind of know. I, I'm. You know, I, I had a whole lot of uh, little um, quirky things lined up this week. Um which has obviously been overtaken by events at the weekend. So I'm probably going to run through these quite quickly, but I don't want to lose them. Um, The the first one uh, has been sent to me by a few of our listeners, um, Ronnie Brunswick. Oh, Uh, this
0: is is my own goal. This is a fantastic story. We've got to talk about this.
1: (laughs) Right. Well, you go. This is your own goal. It was one of my little kind of like, um, you know, lucky bag ones. So you you, you get into the meat of it. This is magnificent. So Ronnie
0: Brunswick, who is 60 years old, uh, and the vice president of Suriname. Uh, he also is... Uh, the country, the country. The country Suriname. He's also a convicted drug trafficker in the Netherlands, um, but he managed to become vice president of Suriname in uh, in July of last year. He's also the owner of a football team called, I'm going to try and pronounce this, rog, Inter Moengo Tapo. Now, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, and I, my it's apologies. Not, that's
1: not important to the story. To any
0: <laughs> Surinamese football fans listening, um, if I've mangled that. But um, So he owns the team, and uh, they were playing in a CONCACAF league league match last week, which is, for for people who aren't familiar with it, it's basically the equivalent, I guess, of the Europa League in CONCACAF. Um, And they were playing against a team from Haiti called CD Olympia. Now, Ronnie uh, makes himself the captain for the game. Uh, He's 60 years of age, and he puts himself on at the start. He's the oldest person to play in an international club competition. And amazingly, Roger, I don't know if you know this, but he was actually he played 54 minutes of the game, and he started. He he played an attack alongside his son, who's uh, obviously much younger than him. The son only lasted 29 minutes before he got subbed off, which must be family bragging rights. But um, (laughs) there's plenty of uh, there's plenty of footage of this on the internet. You'll see uh, Ronnie rumbling around the pitch. He's uh, he's no spring chicken. And uh, he's not what you'd call light on his feet either, but it, it's worth watching it to play. But the best part was um, was after the game, which uh, Moenga Tapo lost six 0 to the Haitian, uh, Haitian team. Uh, he was he was filmed in the dressing room of the other team, handing out cash to the players on the opposing team, and <laughs> handing out big wads of dollars. To the other to the, to the players in the opposing team, which I think is fantastic. He walks out of the change room with one of their shirts. But, Roger, the bit for me that I loved was the, the statement from CONCACAF, uh, where they said uh, that they were concerned about the content of this video, which raised potential integrity issues surrounding <laughs> CONCACAF league Now, as we know, CONCACAF is not familiar to Paragon many of us of virtue. for its yeah yeah exactly right for its rules and its uh, attention to the rules the finer rules of the games but um i have to say Roger, since this happened last week they've they've actually had the uh, they've had the inquiry and they've come down pretty hard i've got to say they've disqualified uh, inter uh from the CONCACAF league uh, league brunswick has been banned for 3 years from participating I think in any capacity in in any of their competitions, and they've also suspended Olympia from the league for this year. So for once, CONCACAF have actually come down pretty hard on one of these things. But it's just it's just a fantastic story. That you can go in the change room handing out cash to the opposing team. Haven't been thumped six 0 So I, I just wonder what the score would have been if you hadn't handed the cash out, Rog.
1: <laughs> no, it's the bag story that, that is really funny here. Uh, you know, when I, when I was looking at this you know you you have got to look at this guy it is so funny you know um as you say he, he was um he was actually a rebel in his early days he was That's right. you know into serious st- you know um bank robber um guerrilla leader um as you say uh, he was convicted of dr- drug trafficking cocaine in the netherlands and france uh, and convicted in absentia yeah. funny enough <laughs> funny enough uh, for 8 and 10 years uh, respectively, uh, respectively, uh, and, and um, uh, the, some of the stuff, the comments that you see uh, around um, his his background are so funny. The way they're just written, um, you know he 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 was he was previously suspended <laughs> by a calf for having threatened the opposing team and referee with a handgun. <laughs> <laughs> He is the father of 50 children, Yes, uh, which is quite interesting. Um, he is in the possession of uh, several gold concessions in his country that I believe he has put into a, a blind trust to take up the vice presidency of the country. And um, I, I think he's still an MP, might not be, difficult to tell. Um, but, you know, um, I think there is footage of him uh, actually giving a fellow MP uh, a physical doing in, in the chamber. So so this, <laughs> this is one hell of a character. Uh, and as you say, um, you know, he played 54 minutes, uh, very, very sporting, went into the opposition um, dressing room at the end. And gave out a lot of money. Now, you know, integrity issues. Um, you know, six nil is an unusual result. Maybe, maybe that's what the payment was for. Who knows?
0: <laughs> but but, <laughs> but I mean, like, he he also said that uh, the money's not important to him because he gives away every penny he earns. So you know, he's
1: uh, he's got that going for him. Would that be from the blind trust gold concessions? Well, I guess, whatever.
0: Yeah. He's, he's you know he's not a wealthy man, much. He gives it all away.
1: <laughs> Ronnie father Brunswick.
0: of 50 children 50 children yeah i forgot that little I <laughs> yeah. <didn't see> that.
1: <laughs> yeah that's a good one a little appetizer to kick off before we get into the the, the main dishes of tonight's show so come on so what have, um, what, have you, what have you got for me what have i got for you well i've got another one that is um a, a little bit quirky and, and i'm going to take five ten minutes of this because it just reminded me of a story um from our old world of um investment banking but i'm starting um bringing it in with a, an episode that happened on italian tv on sky italy who um most people that listen to this will know that they've lost the major rights to Serie A, so um they're struggling a little bit this year you know when you lose the the major tv contract things need to change and and, and they have this uh, show on a sunday night which is a roundup show um Uh, hosted by the most famous journalists and they get the best guests and this year they've brought in a a permanent guest uh, a young lady called melissa sata Um, melissa sata um is what you call in italy a show girl Uh, so she would be the the kind of girl that would stand beside the presenter of many shows usually not dressed um uh, too 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 much Uh, and um she had a a past of uh, frequenting romantically various football players from uh Bobo B- Bobo Vieri uh, and um, Prince Kevin Prince Boateng is another one with whom I believe she had a son. Uh, she is an exceptionally good looking uh, young lady. Uh, so She's been brought on to the, the major, the major show, which now is really only a highlight show because they don't have the rights and everything like that. Um, and she's there, obviously, as, as eye candy, and that um, that drew uh, drew a lot of comments this week because the the male um, the male presenter, the the main moderator of the show, at a certain point after midnight, because this show goes on quite a long time. They, they, they have a, a a moment that's called um, take the jackets off, you know, like roll the sleeves up would be the translation right. in English, you know, you know, so at about 10 to 12, he casually uh, turns to his uh, male colleagues in the studio and says, well, it's only 10 minutes now to, till she needs to take her jacket off uh, because she was wearing underneath a very transparent um, uh, chiffon type uh, cam- camicha uh, shirt. So, um that that went down um like a lead balloon here um because Italy is changing is changing a little bit uh and then um you know there the, the, there was a whole lot of commentary that's not the main story though that's the 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 the, the catalyst for the story I want to tell because um I don't think I've ever told you this so like in, in the end of the 80s I'm in James Capel where Rao Pal was as well you know Mm-hmm. Um, ma- a major stockbroker in London owned by HSBC who had just bought it after Big Bang. And, you know, I, imagine imagine the scene. I, I, I'm a kind of like Scottish, um, really strange little guy in the middle of all all these stockbrokers from the very normal background that you get. And you'll be familiar because I think in many ways you were in the same situation. Yeah,
0: know? I knew James Capel well, yeah.
1: Yeah, and uh, so, so you know the kind of people that are in there uh, and and um, there are some amazing people This chap I'm going to uh, talk about here uh, I'll just use his first name, Jonathan Jonathan is an Englishman who spent a lot of his time in Hong Kong uh, And would be what you would call the classic English adventurer A run of fines type character Very, you know, chest out, you know, straight back uh, In the middle of everything uh, A real kind of life and soul of the party played the piano beautifully. The um, more and more I think about this, it sounded a little bit like Giles, but it, no, it's not, it's not Giles. So, so Jonathan Jonathan um, was my direct boss at James Capo. He was in London at the time. And uh, the first thing I would say is that I learned so much from these guys, you know, when they get you to do research or reports or something like that, you would hand them in. And he always used to say to me, Grant, I always used to say, do you mind old chap if I sharpen it up a little bit, you know? Right. Uh, yeah, you know, and that kind of like way, uh, old chap, and you know, he'd give me it back in half an hour, and it was just night and day. I have to say, I mean, that's where I learned all my writing and everything. Just like wonderful communication skills. you just uh, top top charisma, and and you know, to, you know, to give you another idea, in that year, uh, this was the year of Perestroika and Glasnost. It was right in the middle of the 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 the, the um, Gorbachev uh, end of the eighties, and he had gotten the Daily Mail, to sponsor what was an incredibly ambitious adventurer journey, which was he was taking uh, three tiger moths. He was a tiger moth pilot. Of course he of would Of course be, he was, he? yeah. With yeah, the, yeah. Stiff, the stiff uh,
0: white scarf, presumably.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You get the picture, you get the picture. Yeah. So he he had got them, he was going to hop three tiger moths from, uh, from London all the way to land them in Red Square, to land them in Red Square. <laughs> and, and, you know, this was, I'm not sure, I don't think the wall had come down yet, but it was the time that it was all changing and it was a massive logistic political effort and he got really involved into this. Uh, so you get the picture of the type of chap he is and I remember this one meeting that we were in, uh, we, we, we had a, a buy mandate uh, from, I think it was Montedison, a, a big chemicals company to, to to look for them for for, for acquisitions. We're in this meeting and I'm obviously incredibly junior and, and, and you know, you've got the client and you've got senior people and he's the main guy from James Capel. And I'm sitting beside him and I'm looking at him because the, the conversation is very complex. You know, like we need to move into speciality chemicals. The marginality is so much higher than commodity chemicals. I barely knew what they were talking about. Uh, and I was hoping that Jonathan did. And I looked down at what he was scribbling. And he was scribbling the seating plans for when he landed in fucking Bonn or Geneva or something (laughs) like that. You know, it's like, you know, the mayor will go here and the ambassador to the UK will go there. And I'm thinking, he's not paying attention here. He's not paying attention here. And then the moment came and the meeting, well, you know, like, well, that's very interesting. What do we think our side? And they look at him and he didn't miss a beat. Grant, just, I mean, in it beautifully, you know, th- this is a strategy that obviously in, in your moment in time and your growth strategy probably will work, but we need to be careful to not overpay. It was perfect, Grant. Yeah. And he wasn't paying attention. And and I'm just thinking, these people are amazing. They have got, you know, like eight, four offsuit and that they, they live their life as if they've got a pair of kings, you know? <laughs> I, do, do, I mean, like, you, you know what I'm talking about, Grant? You I saw these people. I do. You know? I know,
0: with, I work with so, plenty so,
1: so we're coming to the story now. Just that's important to set the scene. Uh, the 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 desk, the MA desk that I was part of, uh, we had decided to get tickets for England France at Twickenham. Uh, so this is why it's a sports story. Uh, you know, big hospitality. We're going to take it, and and they had gone to. Uh, I don't know if you still get it these days, but in those days, in in the times of London, there was quite a lot of pages of people that were offering these services. You know, agents here. If you want to go to Old Trafford or or, yes. or Highbury, you know, call me. And and so um, they had bought tickets. I think about twelve tickets for this Twickenham game, and like the the day or the day and a half before. they'd got the call that the tickets weren't there. This was a little kind of like fly-by-night thing that they had taken the money and done a runner. And Jonathan was mandated to sort this out. And he's in the middle of Glasmoth. He's in the middle of everything that was on in his life. And the pressure was intense. So he uh, told all us juniors, there was me, an American guy, and this young girl, Amanda, bright girl, nice girl, uh, <laughs> she she's the protagonist of the story, so uh, he um, he says, "Look, you three, we need to sort this out. We need to sort this out." And uh, we all started looking for tickets and everything like that. And and Amanda, who who really was the most bubbly, nice, you know, really like wanting to help personality, she like and, and the next morning she comes in and she says, "Jonathan, Jonathan, I've got some tickets." And like uh, he he says, um, tell me where they are. Uh, and she tells that uh, she tells him where they sit in the stadium, numbers and and and, and I, I'm not I'm not familiar with talking to them that well, but uh, and he says, I don't think they're together. I don't think those are twelve tick. The poor girl, you know, like she'd already sourced twelve <laughs> right. tickets. and his first comment was, I don't think they're together. And and she got incredibly flustered. And he went on, and it was just a question of pressure. He went on this amazing rant. Uh, this is coming back to the sexism, misogyny thing. He says to her, "He says to her, have you ever been to a stadium, ducks?'" <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he and, and 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 like went on and on. This poor girl, she was nearly in tears, but before she kind of like broke down completely, completely, she passed this bit of paper over to me because we sat in, in front of each other. And, and and he's in the middle of this rant all over the, and, and I opened a bit of paper. He's she she wrote she'd written, He's just called me Ducks. <laughs> 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 and, and and like, you know, so like she 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 got really, really, really flustered, and he kind of like grabs me and he says, We're going to sort this out now. And we go to, I think but from memory it was the Kleinwont Benson offices nearby where everybody else that had been defrauded by this person was meeting and and um, he didn't think he needed to go because he was going to get this sorted but we were in a model we were in a, muddle, we, were in a uh, we were stuck. so we go in there and we're late and this room is full of loads of bankers, loads of people like us and this this is Jonathan this is the the, 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 the British thing. he opens the door and walks right up to the front of the room, there was some poor person uh, presenting to the room, walks right up to the front of the room and, and just says to this person, uh, look, you don't know me, I don't know you, but if you imagine that our clients uh, is like Prince Charles, you get an idea of what you need to do for us. And I'm, ju- I'm just thinking, this is the rudest thing I've ever heard in my life. This is the rudest thing I've ever heard in my life. He just And then he left. Grant, he left and he said, my assistant will uh, sort out the tickets that you get that, that y- your partner has defrauded. Because what had happened was there was two people that um, one had done a runner. And this is, the, this is the end of the story. In the middle of all of this, I look at this person that he has just really been awful to, so arrogant, everything, so rude. And I say to him, you're Andy King and he says um yes i am <laughs> and 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 i said to i said to him um, that was a great volley against liverpool <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of and, and andy says look you know uh, let me sort out all these other people here and w- you and i will see if we can sort something out the, the football language has kind of like got me a little bit to the head of the queue <laughs> You're Andy King. <laughs> oh, Rog.
0: Only you would probably have recognised him.
1: No, nope. come on. Andy, Ki- Andy King was a big player in those days. Oh, I don't know. Anytime you see these players out of their football
0: kit and in a suit in the office of up benson they're much harder to spot. Unless you're a big fan.
1: Anyway, what have you got now? That was uh, that. Was just a little uh, well, walk-down memory lane so
0: for me. Uh, for me, well, there's two things that I think need our attention. One is the fantastic Grand Prix yesterday in uh in Russia. And the second one is obviously the Ryder Cup. And I would suggest we leave the Ryder Cup to last seeing, seeing as there's an awful lot to pick apart in that yes. thing. And yes. and talk about the um talk about the Grand Prix. Yeah, it was it was a fantastic race. I mean, so enjoyable to watch. And uh you know, I saw Lando Norris put put a tweet out later showing you know, a picture of him a very pensive picture taken from kind of across his shoulder with the with, with it just said heartbroken and, I, and and i i actually replied to him i don't know why he's never going to see it but i said you know don't be you drove brilliantly i mean it's it was it was just a decision that happened um you know when that rain started coming in at the end but what was interesting to me was when the rain was coming in they switched to lando's um uh comms a couple of times and the first time they had his engineer giving him Chapter and verse about who was where and how many seconds they were behind him and and Norris literally went "Shut up, which I'd never heard of a Formula One driver yeah
1: there. yeah which yeah. I
0: thought which I thought oh he's, he's a bit stressed out here um and then the second thing that was very interesting when the rain came down and the commentators are talking about the decision that has to be made here his his, uh, his engineers came on the radio and said to him, "What do you think about pitting a uh, boxing for inters?" What do you think about it? And he made the call and said, no, no, I'm staying out. So, A, I've never heard the the comms guys actually ask the drivers. They normally say, box now, or we're changing tyres, come in. Now, at that point, they might say, no, leave me out. But I thought it was really interesting that the engineer said, what do you think about this? Like he was having a discussion with him in the middle of the race when he's leading, he's on the wrong tyres and sliding about all over the track. So there were a few things there, Royce, that I thought, one, he was clearly, it, it's a new position for him and he, the pressure definitely got to him, I think, judging by the way he kind of snapped at the guys on the radio. But secondly, I was really interested in that in that call by the comms about the tyres mm-hmm. and asking him what he thought about it. What, what did you, are you sorry? What did you make of it?
1: I, I did. I, I watched the whole thing. Um, I, I tweeted before the thing started. I said, this is an amazing grid. Uh, and I get a feeling this is going to be a great race, um, I, I, and God, it was. You know, I don't know if in the UK they showed you the same footage they did in Italy, because um, Leclerc was one of the two big names that started at the back of the grid, mm-hmm. and they, you know, they, they showed the onboard from his start, and 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 it was breathtaking. You know, I'm talking video game level 300 type breathtaking. Right, right. You know, like uh, just and, and and you just couldn't believe it. I, I, and then you saw the you know the way that um Verstappen uh was started as well and and you know um uh Russell and uh, and I'm I'm just you know I, I, I was I I was really um quite quite I uh, gripped yesterday, uh, which is unlike me because, you know, I like Formula One. We all do now. We all know the personalities. Uh, they've done an amazing job. But normally after the first five laps, I kind of feel the Sunday lunch kind of kicking in and, you know, getting yeah. a little bit drowsy. Right. Right. You know, and then I usually wake up to the last five laps. It's, that's, you know, one of the issues for the sport, but not yesterday. And, you know, I'm watching it all and and I'm just starting to look at all these kids. And and that's the word I want to use Because these are all young men uh, of amazing, I mean, it's a little bit for me, maybe I'm stretching here, but you know this, I'm just telling you what I I felt yesterday, a little bit like chariots of fire for me. You know, uh, you're you're seeing these men in the flush of their youth, full of uh, ambition and testosterone and courage and uh, you know they're they're going at it without the single thought about you know what the consequences are, and, and because it's their moment, you know. Lando's a kid, yeah. You know yeah, Verstappen, absolutely. you know. It he sounds as if he's a veteran now, but he's a kid. You know Leclerc, signs, uh, Russell, uh, Gasly, they're all they're all young young men, and and you know the, the the race, the way it developed. You know, there's a lot to a lot to think about in that race. You know, let's come let's come back to. Uh, something that I'm going to say then park it till we get to the Ryder Cup. But, you know, there's a certain point in this race which I think of, me- of any race that I've seen in the last five or 10 years was full of an uncertainty of result that yeah. you don't often see in Formula yeah, One. That's the main thing in sport, isn't it? If you've got uncertainty of result, it is golden. So, you know, it's all over the fucking place, you know, all over the place yesterday. You know, who's going to get in any- and, and, and and then at a certain point, and this is my, this is my thing, total wolf, comes on the radio and says, Hamilton, we're gonna win this. You know? Just the voice of the leader. This is our race to win. And and at that point he, I don't think, was the favorite, you know, no, in no, terms of how it was all how it was all going to pan out. And it was just the voice of the leader that just gave everybody their direction for the moment. And I just thought, fuck, that's amazing. You know, and 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 you know Total Wolf and I guess a lot of these guys, but especially him, you know, he is like, you know, alpha male cubed, you know. And and then you see, as I say, all these young men and they're fearless and everything like that. And and this is a stretch. But, you know, I think it is worth saying, you know, um, hope it's not kitsch. But, you know, in this moment where, you know, you've got the role of masculinity is 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 not clear anymore. You know, we're even talking about, you know, who's got a cervix and who's not anymore and, you know, gender fluid and everything like that. And whatever, this isn't an argument about any of that, but it's just a fact of life. The clarity that this was an explanation, an articulation of what it is to be a, a, a young male in 2021, I thought, yesterday was just a, a beautiful beautiful example and you know you've got the you've got the you know the errors of youth because that's that's all lando did yeah you know uh, again let's park it and we'll come back to rory later uh he's about to win his first grand prix he's driven beautifully uh he's he's in touching distance he can smell it and they say come in you know, and he says, no, I'm not coming in, which it was an error. You know, I'm a, a, a man with more experience would have said, look, you know, there's no way I can finish if I'm on slicks. No,
0: but, that, but uh, that was my point about the engineers. They should have said, come They didn't say, come in. They said, what do you think about it? They left the decision up to him, which which was wrong.
1: That's right. I think, I think I don't know if they covered it in the UK, but um, here they they, 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 sh- they showed um, Hamilton's radio where it wasn't really super clear, but at a certain point, the the team overruled him, you know, and he with the experience he's got said, well, if that's your call, I'm coming in. Right. I think that's how it went because you can never hear really hear well with these radios there, but but that's how it went. But what I'm saying, Grant, is that you know Formula One and the way that you know whether they mean it or not, I think they have got the archetypal uh, vehicle for attracting. Young men that are looking for an identity in two thousand and twenty-one. Whether you like the quieter one, like a George Russell, or whether you like the kind of like hipster cool one, like Lando, or, or whether you, you you want the psycho killer like Verstappen, they're all there for you, you know. And 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 you know, I, I, that was my thought when uh, when I watched yesterday.
0: Yeah, it's it's the, the future is in such good hands. Not just with the quality and the. Wide array of the drivers, as you say, Rog. But the the fact that they've got this these Netflix crews following them. I mean, anyone that watched that that uh, that race yesterday who doesn't have a Netflix subscription, I guarantee you will be getting one when the next season comes out, so you can see behind the scenes of that race because it was a spectacular race. And you know, to see Hamilton come out on those tires and make up twenty five seconds in a single lap um, on Norris, it just shows you the difference that the tires make you know, you're sitting there thinking well how much difference does it really make 25 seconds in a lap that, that takes just over a minute and a half i mean it was just unbelievable to see that and then to he, look at all- he was driving on ice
1: he was driving on ice
0: yeah i mean it, but it was it, it was just it was just fantastic to watch great entertainment and as you say a, a, an uncertain outcome a something of a surprise winner and and look and again let's not let's not gloss over the fact that for hamilton to win 100 grand prix is absolutely remarkable I mean, I don't care if you have had the best car Uh, to win. The best team. To win 100 uh, Grand Prix is absolutely unbelievable.
1: It is. It is. You've got to take your hat off to him. But, you know, I think um, as an example of that, I think if if, if he's in um, the McLaren and uh, Lando's in the Mercedes, Lando wins yesterday. Uh, and, and I, I would just wonder how many of these Grand Prix uh, you could say that about. Uh, taking nothing away from Hamilton, that you, you can't argue with the facts. Uh, and, and you know he, you know when you watch him, sometimes he just does it. You know, like he, he, he delivers and uh, really, really well. Um, so you can't take anything away from him. But uh, you know, let's not forget Total Wolf. They have converted a lot of losing Grand Prix's uh, in, re- in recent years to wins, through, whether through strategy, you know, the undercut, you know, or just a, a, a complete desire to say this is our race. And, and that for me is leadership and the captain.
0: Yep. Yep. I don't disagree. Well, talking of leadership and captains, Rog, that brings us nicely onto the Ryder Cup, I suspect. You would think we were pros, Grant, with yeah. all these segues. <laughs> You'd think. Uh no if you listen to us for 5 minutes you wouldn't. Um <laughs> so rush the rider cup. Let's now I'm going to let you have first crack at this and then I'm no, going to no, that, no, no, no 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 I'll no, tell you no, why. I, I'll tell you what. I'm going to let you have your first crack at it and then I'm going to tell you why you're an idiot. <laughs> How's that?
1: Well, I mean, where do you think I'm going to start? You know, um uh I am not going to start with Rory. No no, I'm no. am We're coming to
0: Rory. Let's start with the, the 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 whole let's start with the overall picture.
1: The overall picture is is, is I think um Clearer now than it was on, on on Friday, but I think even on Friday and 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 you know tweets and posts confirm this. There was a lot of people that realised there was something seriously wrong in the first half hour. You know, um, the first group first group out was Poltar and, and and Rory, and and, and Paul was off as well. It just the the mood music was wrong, and then you know you start putting together some of the other things. Somebody had sent me the sizzle reel. You know, they now make a thing of it every year. It was it was a bit original at one point. Now it's 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 kind of like a constant. And you know, oh, the first time you look at it, you say that's quite cute. And then you know, you look at it again, you think, nah, that's pretty crap. Uh, it's not very good. Um, they've even got you know pictures of American rockets. But it's, I mean, it's against America. Don't put American tech in there. It just wasn't. You're talking it. about the
0: video, yeah. The the, the kind of motivation, the, the, video, the yeah. sizzle,
1: yeah. The motivational, the sizzle reel, yeah. And 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 you know. This comes back to you know the whole thing that you know our wonderful colleague Richard Gillis has written a book about the Captain Smith and everything like that and you know how important the Captain is and you know very very respectfully I, I feel Captains and leaders, uh, uh, e.g. Total Wolf, um, e.g. Mike Brearley, are super super important and you know when they were starting to you know show Harrington uh, uh, in the camera, I just thought nah. Now that might sound really harsh. I, I, just do. I don't know what it was. There's just nah. Not. I'm not feeling it, mate. I'm not feeling it. Then you know you you see the stuff coming out. I think it was day two, maybe you know the end of day two. You know the the, the caddies uh, having a real you know a real session late at night, all singing and everything like that. And they were already down. I think I may be wrong, but I think they were already well down in the competition. And, and you know, I, I remembered you know that scene from from Moneyball, where you know Brad Pitt goes into the loser, the his team, uh, who they're all up on the uh, on the benches, you know, disco dancing yeah. to the the beat the beatbox, and he smashes the beatbox and says, um, "You hear that silence? That's the sound of losing. So why are you having fun?" So you know, um, and and then you know, as it's come out at the end of it because let's be honest here Grant they got their arse handed to them that's the worst defeat ever and, and it could have been even worse and, and they were humiliated and, and they're all coming out now with this line oh I love this team I love these people you know I would do anything for these people you know uh, Shane Lowry um, I think he won the British Open which not many people have done that and he's talking about you know this been you know the biggest moment in his career Something strange was in that whole, for me anyway, that whole team vibe. I think at the end of it, a lot of them, whether consciously or unconsciously, came up with a, oh, it's so important in this event and this team and it's the greatest moment of our lives. You know, almost, in my view, is a deflection from the fact that they got a shellacking. I mean, really pistol-whipped. And I think this is their little way to deflect away from it.
0: All right. I've sat quietly, Roger, and to that. Uh, and I'll, I'll give you my thoughts on it. Look, here's what I don't get, right? Coming into this, everybody talked about what the huge favorites the American team were, right? John Rahm, world number one on the European team. The US had numbers two, three, four, five, six, seven. All of them, nine, yeah, yeah. 10, All of them. 11, and 13. In their team, and the next after that was Victor Hovland at 14, Rory McIlroy at 15, and then Daniel Berger was at 16. The American team was stacked, right? Stacked, and they were huge favourites, heavy favourites going in, as they have tended to be over the years, just because of the quality of their teams. And they just haven't gelled. So you come in this week; they all play. They don't play brilliantly, but they play they very well. They
1: do not play They play this very well. well.
0: Well, hang on, hang well, on, hang on. I listen. I sat and listened to your yeah, nonsense. Yeah, yeah, you're so you, right. I'm you sorry, can sit and listen Sorry, to mine. sorry. <laughs> uh,
1: you're right. Sorry. They,
0: they, they played well. The Europeans didn't play great, right? And and some of the big players didn't play well. And, and you know, I would say let themselves down. But I think that's harsh. Look, we, we know how tough a game golf is, and if you're if you're just your game's not on, your game's not on. It's a very difficult thing to find if it's not on. But the biggest factor, Rog, for me was the crowd. They're, you're having essentially zero Europeans. There were a few on the first tee. You saw them there jumping around in their uniforms and stuff. But it, it, there was just no noise. There was no tension. There was no energy for the Europeans to feed off. None at all. And you saw it in, in the players. You saw it in the likes of Rory. You remember when he played against Patrick Reed last time in, the, in, in America, but with the European fans there, and he's cupping his ear and going, you know, I can't hear you. Fist pumping birdies, there was none of that. You know, Poulter, who is doesn't take much to get him going flat. in the Ryder Cup. You know, he won his match yesterday. Potentially his last uh, singles match in the Ryder Cup. You know, won it and completely flat, no, no emotion, no nothing. And and you can argue that that's because they were getting thumped so badly. I don't I don't buy that. I think in the in the heat of the moment, if you've got a crowd around you cheering when you hit a good shot and you know urging the ball in the hole, it makes a big difference. So you know, I look at that and I look at the criticism. Uh, uh, about a team who went in there as massive underdogs, and for once, the Americans actually played up to how we all thought they should play up. And you know, they were a team; they were united. They had a, a good energy between them. They played for each other. They did all the things that Europe normally do, and they spanked us. But uh, I, you know, I, I, I don't see how that is such a major shock when every single pundit going into it said this this team, this American team, is the strongest that's ever been fielded in the Ryder Cup. It's by far the strongest of the two teams competing on paper. Um, and they were heavy favourites. So, you know, the Europeans got the beating that we thought they would like to. Yeah, it was worse than it probably could have been. But I put a lot of that down to the lack of a European crowd there, Roger.
1: You know, very generous man, Grant. You're 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 you really no, 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 I don't I, think so. I don't think so. I think I think you're no, a very no. harsh critic. I, I, I just think again, you know, the flag apart with the uh, total wolf. Um, sport, uh, sport like nice guys don't win, they just don't. And Harrington has the look of that kind of guy that's going to take you on a little pub crawl in Cork or something like that. He just. It, yeah, but Stricker's Ma, the same. I, I, are, I saw a Stricker. Guy. Stricker's not I, I, yeah, I saw a face with Stricker. Um, I, I, I really did. Um, I don't think the Americans played that well, Grant. You know, I, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I didn't see the kind of quality, you know, that even we see uh, every week, you know, uh, the last the last tournament I saw was the European one where, um, you know, they were all birding and they ended up in minus 18, minus 19, everything like that. I didn't see immense quality there. Uh, Roger, I've played that golf course. I've played that golf course. And with
0: 25 mile an hour winds blowing, I'm telling you,
1: that, that, that was no was No, not okay it, I'm not saying it was. I just think, different to you, you're putting it on the crowds and there's... You know, and the fact that they're ranked higher—that's that's that's been the case for as far as I can remember. And in in the Ryder Cup, the Americans have ranked higher. And you know, yeah, we've not won them all, but we've won nearly all of them. And once we haven't won, it's been pretty close. They uh, they were done after thirty minutes on Friday morning, Grant, and that's mood music for me. That's uh, there's a guy there that is maybe talking about. Aren't we having a great to get time together? Aren't we bonding as men together? Uh, this is wonderful. This is—I can, I can almost hear it—and—and and, and somewhere along the line they forgot to say, um, "You know, you know, we need to win." Uh, this isn't about a nice busman's yeah. holiday. I'm well, not you know, it, well,
0: I'm not having it. Well,
1: let, let, let me let me um, uh, put a little parenthesis in here because on your advice, I did watch the Netflix thing about um, um, Mardi Fish. Uh, that you asked me to. You remember? Right, so there's a scene in that um, uh, where he's uh, at the camp uh, and he's, what, 13, 14, 15, I don't know, he's there with Roddick and they're playing, uh, he's playing with McEnroe. You remember that scene? He's he's playing doubles with McEnroe and he puts a backhand into the net and McEnroe goes but br- goes fucking mental i him. He's, he's a kid and 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 you know um uh you think well that's john McIntyre. wonder how did his career go uh and then later on the same uh mardy fish who was a perennial loser um great player uh couldn't be, beat his his an inferiority complex with with roddick and then one day at 28 he decided he was going to get his shit together and, you know, goes through a regime of preparation. First game that uh, he plays there, he's losing. He uh, lo- loses the first set. And what does he do? He goes batshit crazy and, sh- and yells in the face of his opponent and turns it around and wins and then has the car- the, the season of his career. I-, I just believe sometimes that nice guys come last, Grant. Uh, and I- No, Roger.
0: I, 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 I listen. I get what you're saying, and it's not. Uh, there are occasions when I'll agree with you, but I'm sorry. This is not. This is not that right. In the Ryder Cup, Poulter is not a nice guy. In the Ryder Cup, Rory is not a nice guy. These guys ha- have been in there, and they've proven multiple times that they can do what it takes in the Ryder Cup. Right, they've proven it. It's not like this is untested water. So, or, or, what's uh, you know, the difference? The
1: differences are the crowd, in your opinion, and in my opinion, no, I, I'm not the saying that's The difference. I'm well, sorry, no, we I'm have saying, to find I'm a saying difference because the they're the same people on on your basis. These players are the same, and they were a shadow of themselves. So you have to find the variable. And one you said earlier is the crowd. Um, for whatever, I don't, that's a huge part. I, I, I don't agree, my, but, but, but uh, I hear you. I, I think it's um, you know set up to lose. You know, we're all going for a nice little jolly. It's going to be great. They're better than us anyway. Uh, Let's all bond together and say this is the greatest moment of our career. And look what happens. You know, you go there, easy ozy, you get get a shellacking.
0: That brings us nicely to Rory's interview after the round, Rog. And if you want to tell me that standing six feet off the green that he's just won the match on... He's had time for them to prepare some sort of narrative and some sort of cushy little story about how this is all about the team and all that stuff. You're talking at your ass. There's no way that was raw emotion, and it, it to me it showed me exactly what the Ryder Cup means to him. And I, 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 this is let's put this aside from your long-held belief that he just doesn't have the head to to win majors again. Let's, let's put that aside. We're talking about the Ryder Cup. I, I what I saw there was absolutely authentic from Rory, you know, down to him swearing in the interview, which is very unlike him. What shit, uh, shit. And apologising for shit. it. Shit. And apologising for it afterwards. Um, it was pure emotion. And and you could see how devastated he was. And he just won. He's won his point. He was devastated that he hadn't, you know, uh, contributed more to the team. He was devastated that the team had lost. He was desperate to have another crack at it in a couple of years' time. That was, that was all genuine. And, and I think that, more than anything... Demonstrated what the Ryder Cup means to these guys and how seriously they take it. I, I don't think it's a jolly at all. I, I think they got their asses handed to them by a much better team, one through one through twelve. And, you know, listening to the the commentary post yesterday on the on the golf channel and stuff today, I've been sitting and listening mm. to it while I've been working. Um, you know, one of the interesting comments was uh they got Azinger and um, Justin Lennon and someone else in there talking. They said, you know, it, it seems like Steve Stricker and the US have hit upon a, a selection method that could stand for years to come. They had six captain's picks, yeah, yeah. right? So, you know, that for me is a is a farce if you're going to carry on with that. You know, A, it takes away a lot of the ability for players to play their way onto the team. And if this is the highlight of everyone's career, they should have the chance to play their way into the team. But, you know, the way the golf world is set up, the way the tournaments are set, the way the PGA Tour dominates everything, the US are going to be heavily skewed in the top of the golf world rankings. And if they're going to pick half their team, regardless of performance, then yeah, I suspect they are going to go through an era where they've got an awful lot of young talent who, if they don't get in, will get a captains pick. And I think you will see a team like this or very similar to it for the next Ten years. You might see this for the next next five Ryder Cups, Rog. And I and I think they will only bond more as a team. Uh and I think uh, I think it's going to be very, very tough for Europe to to win this cup back for the next ten years. I really do.
1: Uh, there's a lot in there. Let, let me take the, the last bit before I forget. Away you go. Are we, are away, away, go. away you go. Um the 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 i the the the, 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 the rider Company in in Europe um, is um it's whose turn is it now in terms of captain?
0: It is in the US as well. Don't kid yourself. It is in
1: the US. Oh, as well. okay. But let us say um, there's no there's no real um, view about who's best. You know, just about everybody gets their turn that's had a certain profile. So that is already factoring the fact that some people just aren't leadership material. They can be great players, they're not leadership material. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Right, okay. The second thing is... What, why don't uh, Europe also go for six captain's picks? You know, that team just uh, was full of people that had a great start of the season. I'm thinking about Hutton uh, and, and, and the other one, a couple of other ones. You know, are you there to win or are you there to like make this uh, a lovely... I mean, this, this comes back to the same point for me. So uh, I hear you, but, you know, do, do you want to win or, or do you want to make it some kind of like um, Oscar for the career type thing uh, so that's, that's an argument in itself. Let's come back to Rory. I'm not going to be nasty to him um, because uh, I don't think I'm a nasty person. Uh, secondly, he was a guest on our show and I'm not going to do it. However, <laughs> however, this thing, first your first argument, oh, he's just come off the, the green. He's got no time. Well, do you think the PR people just kind of like react after the last round? They were in a world of pain after the first two days, and and them uh, and the people that are representing him and that are managing his commercial contracts and his image were thinking, "How the fuck do we get out of this?" No
0: nonsense. I don't, well, he might not
1: have been thinking that, but I, if they were doing their job, they were. This is my point, Grant, and, and 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 like so, this is this is the second thing linked to that. Do I believe that he had been briefed? To come up with um, this line and like kind of let the tears go a little bit, I don't have any information to set, suggest that's true. Uh, however, I believe that the chances that is 0% are low. I think there's a decent chance that, that, that his people had said to him, look, you know, this is going to be a horrible thing for you. Let's make the positives out here. And whichever way you want to do it, Rory, um, here are the key messages. That's what comms people do, Grant. Yeah. Right. Now, I'm not, oh, no, I'm not saying um, he um, listened
0: to that. I just don't. I just, I don't, I don't think, right, that's, okay. I don't think
1: that's it at all. Right. Okay. Let's, all right. So let's say it's not, and ha- the people that he's paying to look after his image, weren't doing their job because that's what they should have been doing. If they were doing their job. Um, Let's assume he uh, just came out there. What do I see there? And, and this is pop psychology and I have got no degree in this, um, but it is linked to the point I've always made that, Um, I think he's lost his mojo, eye of the tiger, whatever phrase you want to look at. So, you know, um, I'm going to say this in the nicest way possible. I could say it in a very harsh way, but I'm not going to. Uh, This is a young man that hasn't competed for the big prizes for a long, long time. A long time. Now, that's got to be hurting him. That's got to be uh, giving him an immense amount of doubts about who he is, and indeed maybe who he was, right? So um, this is how pop psychology works. This is how your head works. You know, when he says, um, to use the word when he swore, um, oh, I never cried uh, for the things I won myself. I don't give a shit about that, right? I could turn that around to you, Grant, and say, you know, that's him not giving a shit about something that's not in his life anymore because he doesn't win anything on his own. Yeah, no, I that, that I'll consider that well, point. Well, that's that the point, core of it. I did, that's, I did think about that's that. The, when co- you said that's it. the core of it because once you realise that the psychology is he's thinking, uh, I'm really not a competitor anymore. So let me grab on to something that makes me feel worthy and complete, uh, and shit. Even that I didn't do well, and 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 that's why I let everybody down. And I'm going to have a wee bubble, you know. Uh, uh, no, I, I, that's, I that's, that's the you're, you're lighter looking, version you're looking for I'm, I'm a set not, of dots. I'm you're looking you, for some dots no, to lead you to your conclusion Grant, I'm not because that would be the case if I hadn't you said are. to you for two years that this lad in the head was not right and I've said that for two years yeah. and this was the example of it this was the example that he comes off there and, and, and people that are qualified in this area will tell you that that was some kind of emotional breakdown because of doubts and See, everything like uh, okay, that. Okay,
0: so let, let, let me let me put this as an alternative sure. to you. He he didn't perform well. He knows the level of talent he has. He's frustrated that he didn't perform well and he desperately wanted to perform well. N- n- no doubt. Now, uh, if that if if those points are correct, do you not get a similar outcome as he walks off that green?
1: No. No, not because you see. I think it's harder when you've been at the very top. We 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 are we are speculating here because neither of us have been elite sportsmen. Uh, but I think when just speak for yourself. Yeah, I I think if, first green State, green uh, Cubs if, under 11s, mate, we won everything. <laughs> if you've been world number one, you you've got a selection of uh, majors uh, in a time frame. I don't know what the time frame was. A couple of years. Uh, you're clearly seen as the rising star. Nike are all over you. You're the man. Um, and then, you know, it goes away and it has gone away. This isn't a dip in form. He is no longer an elite competitor. Just isn't. So- right, but, but that's my point. You're saying he's given up. I'm saying, what
0: if he's... Just frustrated and yearning for, to get the, that. I back don't think elite... He, ele- he, he knows I, that he's got more talent than... You and I get you know,
1: frustrated, Grant, whatever. because we are normal. An elite sportsman doesn't get frustrated. They melt down. When they realise that they no longer are number one, I believe they melt down. And and, and, and I think this is what Rory's going through. I, th- I, mean, I Listen, again, I'm not qualified to do this, but you know, you start thinking things like, well, when did I win my, wage- my majors just what tiger was kind of like disappeared there was a little bit of a drought in the talent christ maybe i got lucky you know maybe i'm not as good as they all thought i was May, maybe you know i'm and, and then everybody everybody with a little bit of decency always doubts their achievements and says i didn't really um deserve that it's you know the the, the bluffer syndrome we've all we've all got it haven't yeah. we right I would not be surprised if he is in the midst of bluffer syndrome crisis, and when he can't qualify, make the fucking cut at Port uh, Port Port Down Rush, whatever it's called, and and, and and you know he's five down after five holes in the open game of the Ryder Cup that totally compromised the team. The team looked at that and said, "We're done." That it, it, half an hour, it was over. And I think he's feeling that. So do I think that, uh, you know, he, he, the people in the PR said, look, this is your line, Rory, and, and let the tears go. No, probably on balance, I don't. But I think what you saw was an elite sports person realizing that they are no longer winning anything on their own. Because that's a silly comment to make. I don't give a shit about what I win on my own. That's a really stupid comment to make for an elite, world-class sports yeah, person. Yeah,
0: Rogers. Uh, no, but look. Come on. Look, you've got to. You've got to concede that the moment that that was said, that moment, right? You, you, you can't talk about it being a silly comment. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. It, it, it was all emotion that. what he said there. You know, he could barely hold himself together. So you think he's gonna? He's gonna make carefully balanced comments and, and follow a party line. No, no chance. No chance at all. That that is why, no matter if he wins another major or not, that is why people will always love Rory McElroy. And they will always think of him as an incredibly talented golfer because he's a decent human being and he's authentic. You know, we talk on the show about authenticity all the time. I haven't seen anything more authentic than than those two
1: minutes for a long, long time. See, you and I disagree on that, Grant. I I I I, it, I just um I didn't buy it because um There's two elements here. This this whole Rory pop psychology, which might be nonsense, but I think it's interesting nonsense. And then there's the second thing, which also Shane Lowry said, like I said before, whenever British Open, also giving it this is the best moment. No, it's not, mate. The Ryder Cup is not the best moment of your career, especially when you're getting thumped. You won a major. That is the best moment. So who is whispering in your ear that this is what it's about? you know, be, let's all... No. Be, I'm telling you that I'm sure... Rog, no, no. It,
0: it, here's what I think. I don't think it's anyone whispering to say it's the best moment of your career because no one's going to go, oh, fine, I'll just parrot that. I think in that moment, when you play an individual sport for a living, you spent a lifetime playing a sport on your own, competing against everybody else, to put yourself in a team among people that you already know and love from the tour and the, and the European players have a much better natural camaraderie than the US team have ever had yeah. they hang out together they travel together they drink together they eat together they, have, they they they're friends right so you get the chance to take that solitary sport and and put yourself on a team with people that you know and love and care about and you get the chance to to play for something bigger i will ab- i absolutely promise you that 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 is absolutely genuine and and that that's how they feel about it, in the moment. Now, when his career's done, will he look back as the Open champion of 2019 and say, the highlight of my career was getting thumped in the Ryder Cup? No, he won't. But in the moment,
1: was that a genuine I think you're, gen- I think you're generous I again. I absolutely think it was. I think you're generous again. Um, and, and, and No, I think, again. Um, and, and, no and, I think you're way too cynical. I'm not so cynical. cynical. I, listen, I know it's a different era, and I know he's a younger man, but this is the quote from Rory. Uh, the Ryder Cup is a nice exhibition. It's a great spectacle. But at the end of He the- was 20. Rog, Rog,
0: Rog, come no. on. He was 20. And he said so many times, listen, I didn't get it then. I, I hadn't played on those teams. Come on, that's just, that's nonsense. That, 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 that's, that's, that's cheap Golf Channel journalism. But it's it's not. It it's,
1: it, it's not. You know, uh, listen, this, let's take tennis the Davis Cup is great, but they don't care. It's nice, nice for nice for a moment, but Borg, Michael, but, no, but Hang
0: on, Rog. Rog, if you want, if you want to know who won the Davis Cup, Google it because you're not going to find out just casually watching the TV. Right. Right. That's no one cares fair, about the that's Davis a fair Cup. point. Right. Nobody cares about it, including the tennis players. I'm sure the Laver Cup, all that stuff. It's nice in the moment, but the Ryder Cup is a big deal, right? And it's only it's only become a big deal because for 20 years the Europeans have punched massively above their weight and and the Americans have been unable to get any kind of team spirit going. They've squabbled amongst themselves and they've called their captains out in press conferences. It's just been a complete debacle. This time, they got it together. They had a good captain who had a good plan. They had a bunch of guys that bonded and were and were genuinely playing for each other. And they played to the level of their talent. And Europe got the spanking that... That on paper, we should have got so many times when we've won. You're just, I don't think it's any
1: more complicated. No, I think that. that's very generous. Uh, let, let, let's just <laughs> let, let, let's just do it um, uh, quantitatively. Uh, vote out of ten, Harrington. Oh uh, I, I, I don't think Harrington uh,
0: distinguished himself as captain. Um, yeah, you know, I, I don't think he, he anyone's going to say he was a great captain. But look, the the, the guys didn't. Play as well for him as as other teams have done, and and honestly, I I still think the crowd is such a huge part of this, just energising them, and getting them all fired up. It's such a huge part of it. And and to have no one cheering for you, and you know sixty thousand people going crazy for your opponent every time they stick the ball remotely near the hole, that's 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 tough. That's really tough to fight against. So I I think this the the post mortems. I think, are are going to miss the point because everyone's going to be looking for someone to blame. And I, I think you have to... Look, yesterday, Dustin Johnson had nine birdies in his round, right? He beat Paul Casey one up. He had nine birdies in a one-by-one hole. So there were plenty of performances like that. They, they didn't play that badly, right? If you, get, if you get nine birdies... and Scotty Scheffler took down John Rahm, and everyone's going, oh, Rahm's the number one in the world... He had five birdies in his first six holes. So they just happened to play really well. Uh, they, they were, they were uh, on paper a better team. And as it turned out on grass, they were a better team. I, to me, there's not an awful lot more to it than that. I, I will confess that I didn't get a good feel for Harrington's captain. I like you. I thought that sizzle reel was pretty anemic. Um, but I, 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 I think, I think a, a lot of the stuff that people are going to start slinging around is just looking for reasons. For a defeat that, going into it, everyone knew that was going to happen anyway. I'll tell you what I will do, Rog. i, I, tell, I tell you what I will do. Though. Yeah. I'll tell you what I will do. I will read you uh, Ben Hogan's speech to his team from the 1967 Ryder Cup when Ben Hogan was the captain. You want to talk about okay. there's nothing to being a captain, <laughs> the captain myth? Here we go. This is what Ben Hogan said to the no, team.
1: I, I, I disagree with that. I believe the captain's everything. I believe the leader's everything. Okay. Total but- Wolf, Sevi Barrosteros, Mike Brearley, the captain's everything. Okay.
0: This is what Ben Hogan, as captain, said to his players before they went out. Boys, there's nothing to be in the captain of the Ryder Cup. You guys are all great players. Pairing is really easy. I'm going to pair together you boys who drive crooked, and I'm going to pair together you boys who drive straight. And the first ball is going to be hit by Julius Boros because he don't give a shit about anything. So you all just go play. Your, so you all just go play your game. You got these uniforms here. If you don't like the way they fit or whatnot, don't wear them. I never could play in somebody else's clothes. Doug Sanders, if you want to come out here and dress like a peacock, that's fine. Whatever you want. But let me tell you, boys, one thing: I don't want my name on that trophy as a losing captain.
1: There you go. That's it. That's the speech. So you see, that, <laughs> that, uh, for me, and then you might say, oh, there you go. It's, it shows you that captaincy isn't important. You know, there, there, there's loads of great football managers that have just said, look, you know, like Mancini and, and this this European Championship. You know, he said, look, you know, well, the documentary is there to show, show what he said. He said, it's not important what they do. We're not going to talk about them. If we play, we win. On you go, go out. Um, uh, you, you, I think that's a great speech. It's like, you know, the thing, one, one of my favourite uh, videos, which is uh, from the Dam United, which is Brian Clough going into that dressing room uh, at Derby County. Um, no, you're all cheats. No, 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 no. This is when he's managing Derby County, not Leeds. Oh, okay. And, and, and they're, they're up and coming and he walks in and first of all, he's whistling. So he's passing on a tranquility, uh, looks around the room. Um, sees Dave Mackay Dave Mackay's solid, doesn't need to have a word with him assesses who he needs to speak to speaks to John McGovern um, gives him the instructions um, then he speaks to um, who who I think it was John O'Hare and and gave him a little bit more because he was extremely nervous Uh, leadership isn't all about you know, every goddamn Sunday Al Pacino type (laughs) speech sometimes less is less is more and 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 that's the one that he said, like you know, do what the hell you want, but I'm not going to be a loser here. I just don't see Harrington saying that. I hear talking No, I Wilson don't. Too. I don't. I don't, I, don't too.
0: No, I, I, I don't disagree with that. I, I'm I don't disagree with that at all. I think I, I don't think he distinguished there. himself as captain. But it um, didn't
1: look right. I mean, he's got silly. It just didn't look. I mean, I was watching it here with Italians, and and and, and you know, there was two wives here, my wife and a guest, and her and his wife. And you know Harrington came on, and and you know okay, they they telling women are like this a little bit, but they weren't complimentary. Grant, you know, he doesn't look the part. He's not got the physique at all. He just doesn't have it. And 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 that doesn't mean he looks. You know, he needs to look like Brad Pitt. He just it looks a little bit. You know, a little bit not a not a lot you look at total wolf he looks as he should be on a a blooming panzer tank you know it's it's okay sorry if anybody's offended by that uh, but you know what i mean you know like it looks like uh, and, and i just i just think sport very very often nice guys come nowhere and i heard an awful lot of what I would call schmaltzy. This is great. We're all together. We're all brothers. This is the greatest moment in our lives. And I think they forgot to win.
0: Well, well, let's park, let's park this for two years, Rog, and come back to it. I dare say we'll still be arguing about it then.
1: Have you got anything else you need to cram in before we wrap up? Uh, well, I thought we were going to finish on that, but let's let's continue because uh, there are a couple of wee things. Um, you're a Jets fan, aren't you? You you, well, you like the Jets? <laughs> yeah. Did you see the little twelve-year-old giving the, um, the 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 play the play calling the play uh, on the on the TV? It went viral. This no, I didn't see
0: it. I was I was. It was all Ryder Cup for me this weekend.
1: Uh, and you know he's taking you know uh, and uh, the, the the Jets um, throw an interception, uh, and and he's and he's playing the replay and he's going through player by player what they were doing wrong, and it was just awesome. You know, like he had such an authority in his voice and his turn of phrase was so cool and, and, and slick. And and it just, you should look it up. It just looked great. But that was certainly worth it. And I think we should finish on this one because it's super important. I know it's not a sport that's um, followed a lot in, in, in the UK, uh, but it is in, in Southern Europe, especially Spain and Italy. There was another dreadful death in, in motorbike racing at the weekend. And, and it's not as if you know it, it this is a regular occurrence now there's been three recently I also think there was one in motocross but just on 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 moto Gp uh young boy 15 years old 15 years old comes off a, comes off a corner and again the, the dynamic of all these seems to be the same that you get hit by the car the bike behind you and you know people are starting to say well what's what's happening here? And it's just funny, you know, the laws of unintended consequences, you know. They're saying there's too many people on the grid. All the bikes are powered the same, so it means that they bunch up at the corners and, you know, it stays that way for a long time. So there's going to be a lot of accidents, and then it's very easy that somebody gets hit from behind. Moto Moto GP is, is a great sport. I don't know if anybody's ever seen it live in one of these, uh, one of these circuits, but these people are going around in a way that you, you think it's, it's a death wish. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 you know, the courage and, you know, sadly yesterday it was a death wish. So, uh, 15 year old Grant, 15. Yeah, terrible. And, uh, you know, so I think that's the best way because, you know, uh, as a young man that was just taken in his prime. Well, before uh, his prime.
0: i said, Roger, to, to, to end on a slightly more upbeat note, did you see the Fulham players uh when they yes, scored their goal yes. on Saturday. Yes. Um, we won't get into the final result of the game, unfortunately. But um yeah, you know, the Fulham players scored and went to celebrate in the crowd with a I think it's a 13-year-old kid who's got cerebral palsy and was, was getting bullied online for, you know, a video posted him playing football. I thought I thought what the Fulham players did was absolutely fantastic. You know, they they yes. climbed in the crowd, uh you know, went over and tussled his hair and, and were you know it was all about him. They were all celebrating with him yeah. and you know i have to yeah. say um the other good part of this which kind of went unnoticed was because you saw tim ream who was on a yellow card hang back you know not wanting to go over in case he I got a yellow card that. which look it's a yellow card offense what they did technically speaking but the ref um whether out of fear or good common sense or not didn't <laughs> give any yellow cards out. which i thought so that was yeah you know, that was just a great moment i think everybody came it out was. of that with credit which was uh which is which is nice to see, and you know, again, just shows you what sport can do.
1: Yes, uh, well, listen, that was a great chat. Um, the the great thing about you know whether MD listens or not, Grant, and a few do, uh, is that uh, every time we have a, a nice little ding dong and a disagreement, I was coming <laughs> away. I always, I always come away, you know, sitting down and saying, well, if he's saying that, maybe I've got it wrong. So um, thank you for that. Thanks for uh, sharing that. I I will reflect um, uh, and, you know, uh, I hope this comes across. uh, For somebody like Rory, who is a generational talent, uh, who I believe has got significant mental things to sort out in terms of uh, the psychology of being in the top two or three golfers in the world, which you should be, I hope he. I hope he doesn't underestimate what he needs to do to get back. I hope he like gets himself in a dark room or something like that and thinks about it, and and basically comes back and and dominates the sport again. He's still got a wee bit of time left, not an awful lot, um. Because when you see somebody like Marikawa and and and, and uh, these these are young lads. Uh, so, so Rory needs to ask himself, I believe, um, what do I want to do. Do, do I really want to try and win this Grand Slam uh, of majors? Uh, do, do I really want to get back into the top three or four? Or am I just going to continue like this? And, and, you know, you know my bet is that he's going to continue like this because I actually think he's too nice a guy. Um, and, you know, I wish he, he would just, like, decide that he's going to run his shin, his boot down somebody's shin because I'm better than you you know that's what sport's about it's like I'm going to get you you know I'm going to get you this isn't and, 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 and I just think he's too nice well same for Eddie by the way let's uh
0: again we'll, we'll part there because even though you say Rory's got a little bit of time left we've got none left Rog it's time to wrap up so uh <laughs> Thank you, mate. I always enjoy these conversations. Even this time, I, I, I'm, I'm, for, for one time, I'm convinced I'm right on this one. Normally, I'm outgunned <laughs> by you, and it's me that goes away going, you know what, he's got a point. <laughs> and I come back three weeks later with my tail between my legs, saying, you know what, Roger, yeah, you were right about that. But this time, uh, this, is, this is a hill I'm prepared to die on, so we'll, we'll keep this one going. That's good,
1: that's good. But, mate, thank you. There, yeah. thank
0: you as always. It, it, was, it, was, uh, it was as much fun as it always is. Thanks to you out there for listening. Um, If you're not following us already on Twitter, you can still do that. You'll find us at entertainedr. You can follow me at ttmygh. And you can follow myself at rpmcomo, as in Lake Como. As in the lake. All right, matey, I'll talk to you soon. Take
1: care. Thanks, Grant.